0: can Kent, meet Bruce Wayne, because this is Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast every week on the Laser Time Podcast Network, and I am your host, Henry Gilbert, that's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter! That's right, and I'm here as usual with regular comic book superfan bro of mine, Brett Elston.
1: Hi. God, these sound effects...
0: And, of course, the walking Dave, Dave Rutten. Hello, Dave. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, you you, all, you all want a brewski, huh? Catch you guys later. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Though, Dave, you must be feeling so you know empty right now with no Walking Dead to watch on television. But I did have one to read. Oh, well, that's so good. We'll, we'll that's, get to that, Dave. Yeah. We'll get to that. But in case you're just joining us for the first time ever, this is the weekly comic book podcast where we talk about graphic novels, uh, the newest issues and also the news from the world of comic books and the most controversial things. And that includes the now week old Batman vs. Superman trailer, which we will totally get into uh, later on in this episode because it was a controversial post. I tell you what. I tell you what. Also, I'm hoping uh, Chris Santista will join us. I think he's doing some last minute Speed comic book reading just to bring it up on the show. But yeah, this was... Uh, I want to get into the stuff from last week first, just because I was real light on my reading materials from last week. So I read Guardians of Infinity, number one. What the hell is that? Uh, it's a new... It's basically a, one of those two stories per issue type short story books. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a spinoff of Guardians, so it's just a bunch of different Guardians stories. Mm-hmm. And in this one... It featured the story where the Thing goes back to the planet where he was a giant wrestling star back mm. in the eighties, and is now pro right. wrestling again. And they're throwing in—I it felt like the comic book made for me because when it starts, the Thing, right, and co-stars uh, the Rocker Raccoon, another of my favorite characters. It's all about pro wrestling. <laughs> it begins with a direct reference to Dusty Rhodes' Hard <laughs> Times <laughs> promo. And they constantly are using terms like heel and face no. and getting over. And lastly, it ends with a Golden Girls reference. So wow. I was like, "Man, this Jesus. is everything I wanted." Thank I you for being Posted. a friend. Uh, yeah, except it's called Golden. Uh, it's Golden Dogs or Golden. The- when
1: we sang in the karaoke, and there was the weird second verse yeah. that got really dark. And- I
0: warned you guys. I was like, "This is. I bet this is twice as long as we yeah. think because this will be just the." Yeah. full version but thank you for being a friend still is a heartwarming song it is and speaking of heartwarming the other comic i read this week was howard the duck number two which honestly was like a less funny issue one of the least funny issues they've ever done but one of the most heartwarming where the previous issue number one ended with a cliffhanger introducing girl versions of howard the duck and rocket raccoon linda the duck and shock it and uh, they have been looking for him, and then you find out their whole story—that they're these clones made by the collector to, uh, you know, be the mates of Howard and, and Rocket, and they're supposed to be like they then have this daring escape, and they're being raised by this guy who is just one of the collectors who went rogue, and it's this really neat story, hmm. and it's honestly kind of heartwarming. Hmm. It really is. I can, I came. By the end of it, to really like Linda and shock it, mm-hmm. and I look forward to their further adventures with the very depressed Howard the Duck in in further issues wow. of it.
1: Oh, uh, an older comic I did read. Yes. Uh, someone I forget who, but someone mentioned uh, to check out Carnage because yeah, it was said we, it was
0: better than the,
1: it was better than it had any right to be. Yes, and so I read I I missed number one somehow, but I read number two, and I thought three was supposed to be out soon, but I read number two, and it's. It's actually kind of a fun idea where it's like what can you really do with carnage anymore Mm -hmm. and the the setup is like uh it's one of those just like okay fine but it's like he's like
0: killing people in the heartland right
1: well he's well there was that carnage usa when he was in the heartland okay that's that this is now like a bunch of people have like cornered him and lured him into a mine shaft like this Hmm. labyrinthine mine shaft with layers and floors and goes really deep and all these, like, different tunnels. And they're going to, like, trap him down there and, like, use their sonic beams or whatever and destroy the symbiote. But the beams, all the sonic noise causes a lot of stuff to collapse, so now there's people are trapped underground with Carnage. And so that's kind of the Mm. setup, is, like, a bunch of people being stalked by Carnage under a mineshaft.
0: Which is, like... That's scary.
1: Which is kind of a cool idea. And then uh, at the end of the issue... There's kind of a fake out of like what a character, like a character's name mm. and they're like I mean, I'll, I'll spoil this a little bit just cuz I thought it was a it was a cool enough hook that I go, okay, well, have people to read something they're not
0: going to read anyway. Yeah,
1: so like they get down there and there's someone who's like, "Oh, weird. One of my old uh one of my old injuries is acting up." And he won't really tell anybody what's going on. But mm. then when Carnage finally corners him at the end of the issue, he's like, "My name used to he's like, "My name's blah blah blah, but I used to be known as, I better forget the guy's name. Uh John Jameson." <laughs> <gasps> You Guess. can you can call me Man when he transforms Whoa, into Man-wolf. Man-Wolf. And so now it's that, Man- Man-Wolf versus Carnage.
0: That's okay, that's double amazing because Jerry Conway created Man-Wolf like in the 70s. Yeah. So well, he didn't create the character of John Jameson, but right. it was under his watch that yeah. John Jameson became the Man, wolf, which of course happens when something goes in outer space, they get werewolf yeah. uh, cursed. But
1: Eddie Brock is also on hand, and he keeps asking, like, "So you're activating me, right?" And they're like, "No." So I don't hmm. know what I don't know what state Eddie Brock is in these days. And last A lot of I things knew, things can change in eight months. Yeah, last I knew, he was an, anti Venom, and that was years ago. Yeah, but he gave up
0: all his anti venom yeah. spooge. And um, <laughs> sorry, it was just so weird. This was in Spider Island. They right. cured Spider Island using all of anti venom's anti venom. Yeah, but they had to suck it all out of him. <laughs> and there's just this giant, giant like vat of white stuff. They yeah. had to get to people. So <laughs> uh, perhaps I have a little gutter mind, but I was just like boy, this looks. Uh, this really looks semen. Here. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, anyway. Not as bad as the white gak they used to sell. Ooh. Ooh. I never that saw was that. Or that toy that had to be fake, but the Uzenator. You remember that oh, commercial? Oh, that looks fake, yes. uh, well,
1: yeah. Well, there was that uh, Super Soaker thing
2: that
0: yeah, shot. The, the uh, yeah, the yeah. Yeah. Well, did you also see the... Um, there was this hero made up by... Uh, it was, I'm going to look it up. It was this image character made up by Rick, uh, Robert Kirkman and Todd McFarlane. And it was also a dude who looked like he was <laughs> covered hmm. in jizz. Uh, anyway, what? A, sorry, what'd you read this week? What did I read this week? Well, I read Secret Wars number eight. Damn it, I, I didn't get time to read it. Uh, well, I will. So I will say you didn't really miss a lot, but no, it was definitely much. Okay, so I'm I'm I've been down on Secret Wars for since probably issue 3 of I'm just like. Nothing's happening and it's taking forever. It is
1: important to know for all the pro Marvel stuff that we do in the show, where we're generally enjoying ourselves. We've been pretty like not hot on most of their events. Yeah, like for what,
0: for what it's worth, we weren't. We definitely weren't positive on Age of Ultron. I, that's I name, am sure, definitely
1: not positive on Age of Ultron or
0: Infinity. Mm. And then, and then this one, Secret Wars, started promising, but it's yeah. also not unlike Infinity. Way too Hickmany. Yeah, it's too much fucking Hickman in it of just. <laughs> Too many characters, especially uninteresting new characters. Like, I don't give two shits about his new villains. Mm. And there's also a scene. Oh, the character's name, by the way, is Haunt. Oh, the image Who's character. The, the image character I was thinking of. Which, Dave, I mean... The you, jizz guy? You can see. Uh, well, he's covered in jizz. It just looks like a black and white cover. There, Are there any fun. color pictures? Man, over?
1: those variant covers in the 90s got out of control.
2: Yeah. This was recently.
0: Covered but, in jizz. Is he? Is he All open? right, look at that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, anyway, this discussion of drawings and things If only you could helpful. see it. Maybe, oh, the, maybe the
1: album art for this episode will be this kind. The
0: colors, children. No, all right, so this is Secret Wars 8, which was originally supposed to be the last issue, but oh. then they like, like, ah, we need another issue to tell this. But So, yeah, it started off interesting with the complete destruction of 616 and the Ultimate Universe, and then it turned into Game of Thrones and took forever. And yeah. because it took forever, I lost track of many plot points. Yeah. And now the last three issues have just been the giant fight. Or the final three issues are going to be the giant fight, which has been the last two. Right. This one at least had more shit happen in it. I was uh-huh. like, oh, this is a cool moment. Like, they had a cool hero moment for Peter Quill. They had a cool one for uh, Doctor Doom and Thanos. Though, I gotta say, unless there's a twist coming, I think they jobbed out Thanos a bit much, if I may use more wrestling parlance. they uh-huh. It's one of those moments. Where it's like, nah, I'm better than you, Thanos. I'm Doctor Doom. Zoop. Well, in this in this version of events, he still has like the
1: crazy beyonder yeah. powers, right?
0: Well, no. the The problem is that I feel like Thanos wouldn't. Thanos does a thing that I'm like, this is so tactically unsound and, uh, and bravado, mm. uh, filled with bravado that, like, Thanos doesn't do this. Like, Thanos is smarter than this. Mm. Though that's just maybe my geek gene coming out. of just like, Thanos is smarter than this. He wouldn't fall for that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, at least there are cool moments in it, including, like, a great final page. Uh. Though now that it feels like it's just this march to death for Reed Richards, I'm kind of bummed out reading it, too. Right. Just uh, just, I don't know how it actually ends, but everybody's talking about, yeah, Reed's dead. Like, there have been multiple comics and all new, He's all probably, th- of the Fantastic Four, he's probably the one that's died the least. I suppose so. I mean, even when he was presumed dead, he was never actually dead. Mm-hmm. The thing was actually dead, I guess actually Human Torch wasn't for real dead either. Yeah, well, he was off and on. He, yeah. God, they kill someone. It many. doesn't matter. Like every time, no. like we're killing someone, it doesn't matter. What about the
2: Stanley Mailman guy? Uh, oh, Willie. Uh, oh, Lumpkin.
0: Willie Fr- Lumpkin. Yeah, Willie Lumpkin. No, Blumpkin. Bump- no, it's Lumpkin.
2: <laughs> Billy's <Blumpkin.
0: laughs> Uh He's still around. I actually found an old comic of. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I'm planning this a holiday comic showcase. I'm gonna post on the site soon because I brought home about a dozen holiday comics. I mentioned it last time, and one of them was it was Marvel Fanfare that was just like a bunch of eight-page, like four eight-page stories yeah. st- stitched together by a Willy Lumpkin, um, like him meeting each of them. Uh-huh. The best one in it is, it's Christmas with She-Hulk, <laughs> and she is just imagining what it would be like to fight Doctor Doom, or she's like, oh, this is a boring Christmas. I could be beating up Doctor Doom, and then it's just an excuse for John Byrne right. to draw a fight between She-Hulk and... Man, and I'm then in. I'm in. And then at the end of the, yeah, this is peak John Byrne at the top of his abilities. And then the end of the comic, she's like, well, but that didn't happen. Let's see what's under the Christmas tree. Of course, Marvel sent me a bunch of solicits of my free copies of my new comic. And then she just looks directly at the reader and says, that's right. You read an eight page thing. That's just an ad for my next comic. See you in 1989. It's such a great book. Uh, Unlike Secret Wars, which is just kind of. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's coming to an end at least and I, I think something good will happen in the end but it's, it was the same problem too that I was having just like there's 30 of these fuckers like yeah. there's 30 hulks punching 30 thors and yeah. it, and and it's just getting old it's getting yeah. old but at least the thing had a cool moment in it too yeah, I'm the, I mean, I'll read it, but mm-hmm. I don't just because like
1: I've already spent however much, like mm. might as well see this through.
0: Yeah, and then there's Amazing Spider-Man four, mm. which it had been a month since the last Amazing Spider-Man issue. I think they, which is correct, right? <laughs> it, well, they've been doing this weird. It's normally supposed to be bi-weekly, but uh. they've been kind of in the all-new, all-different Marvel. They've been giving you like two issues in a month and mm. then taking a month off, huh, to make room for all the other number ones. To that, I think. Get into a monthly schedule. It's been... They, they've been staggering it in interesting ways. And also, I do like how they end each issue number one with, like, what happens next time? Find out. Yeah. Or what happens next? Yeah. That's, it's a nice little plug. But Amazing Spider-Man 4 is a good... It's a good, fun, Spidey issue. There's no mega revelations, but it's still exactly what I lo- like. Dan Slot is the perfect Spider-Man writer for me, honestly. Mm. Like, he... or he feels like he was bred to be the spider-man writer perfect to write books i would love because Mm. he knows all about the history he cares about the characters he's a big old lefty and he doesn't (laughs) want to and he's not afraid of taking chances And Mm -hmm. he's told some really great stories, and this is, like, the beginning of a whole nother one. And he has love for a bunch of old characters nobody... Like, who... If Bendis took this over, do you think the Prowler would be, uh, like, a a major supporting character in it? No. I I don't think so. No, I'm... Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I know you've not been into Tony Stark Spider Man. Well,
1: but... not that, but also just I don't know Bendis' approach to a lot of stuff. I don't know. I, um, I was really into it in the 2000s and the aughts, but I'm just kind of well, kind of cooling on all. Soon all,
0: all, all. Bendis is going to be doing Civil War number two. Uh, fine, uh, whatever. The next year, yeah. Hey, I can't be worse than Secret Wars. I cannot. Honestly, yeah. he did do Age of Ultron. It could be worse than Age of Ultron, but. <laughs> Now, it can't be worse than the Age of Ultron because that time travel bullshit, I'm like, nope, you're not allowed time. That's it. This time for, secret, for Civil War, the rule on this one has to be no alternate universes, right. no time travel. You have to tell a story that happens in real time. Hmm. None of that. None yeah. of
2: so, so this is a second Civil War, not a Civil War issue number two? No, no, no. no it, is a
1: new, a, it is a new Civil War. A new event called Civil War um, to, tie in, to tie in with the fact they have a billion-dollar movie right, coming out. right, right. Um, well, which uh, I'm sure will be just about the same thing the movie yeah. is more or less.
0: And then the other thing I read this week was Star Wars Annual. Got mm. Star Wars Annual number one. It's written by Kieran Gillen, uh, mm. who writes the. You, you write? Do you write like game stuff? Yeah, he I, actually was a former games journalist. So someday uh, we'll all have a job writing for Star well, Wars. Well. Now or we yeah, can he,
2: be like the other guy who wrote. Uh, what, what did you write? High Legend.
0: Yeah, in both those cases, they're British. So unfortunately, uh, we're not British games journalists. So I guess it's not going to happen for us
2: guys. Well, if we have to, then we'd have to call Shigeru Miyamoto Shiggy and uh, talk about Rezi
0: and Ninty Shiggy and Rezi <laughs> and Ninty. And- <laughs> I, I feel like I can't avoid making fun of British people every every one. Of well, these you were things. making fun of it; you were stating a fact. But yeah. now, now you're drawing attention oh, to Damn the it. fact that you don't like British people. But, well, no, they all like I you love, so much
2: they call you Henry <laughs> but I
0: love Kieran Gillen and also I love British people like C-3PO right C-3PO I don't like you either Damn! No. Oh, was a long way to go <laughs> <couch>. <laughs> I think it paid <laughs> off though I, I think, think after all off. the editing you did it works great <laughs> now, now I gotta edit that out <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to edit out everything so <laughs> anyway yeah I did like edit out what Henry uh, <laughs> I, <did>. I just <laughs> want to make it as hard as possible I did like Kieran Gillen. I've yeah. I've been really enjoying Kieran Gillen's work over a bunches of things. I like are editing. He did a great work on <laughs> he did great work on Young Avengers on uh, on the Wicked Wicked Plus Divine and Darth Vader. And now this is like a one-off comic that's basically about <clears throat> one of those unsung heroes of the rebellion and he he Try it has a confrontation with Palpatine. It's it's really neat. I liked it a lot. And it, I it, do. Yeah, I like that you give these uh,
1: characters all the ridiculous stuff you would read. I, I don't know. This happened a lot with the Extended Universe, uh, Expanded Universe, where, like, this this mm-hmm. big character... Which you
0: guys should hear all about it on this week's Laser Time. Yeah, it's
1: a really good episode, but just going all into the Expanded Universe. But the things... We always hear about like these characters, like, oh, they have this whole backstory, and it's almost always in some novel that's, like, mm-hmm. you got to, like, commit to this huge novel to read a lot of it. And there were plenty of comics, too, but this is a great, like... Here's a character you barely know, shouldn't have anything important to do, but in this story they have a big moment, and Yeah, it's kind of fun.
0: And it also, you know, it sets up the Emperor. It's one of those things of showing how what a badass the Emperor is and how he controlled yeah. Imperial Coruscant so well mm. and what happened to all these Senators, the ones he talked about, how Episode 4 begins with them saying, Ah, the Senate's been shut down, we're done with that. Like, right. this now shows what happened to those poor Senators that got shut down. Uh, but good thing we're not on the verge of any imperial fascism in America, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's related to <laughs> space. By the way, I
2: mixed things up. It was uh, Gary would have did uh, After Earth with Will Smith, not I Am Legend.
0: Oh, I got I Am Legend mixed up with the other one he did with the uh, blind Denzel Washington. Right, Book of Eli. Book of Eli. I just yeah. spoiled the end of Book of Eli, by the way. He was blind Oopsie the jazzy. whole time. <laughs> uh, come on. Nobody's going to watch. Nobody's going to watch it. Uh, speaking
1: of Star Warsy stuff, I read Guardians... Was it three or four? I, think I it was guess three. it's three. Yeah, uh, which I mean continues this, you know, Hala, this Kree warrior, the last of the accusers, hunting mm. down the Guardians for allegedly the destruction of their home planet, which I guess we will hear about.
0: Somebody reminded us that it actually did happen. I forget. Oh the yeah, comment. you're it right. Actually yeah, did yeah. happen before. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the the eight month break. Yeah. So yeah, it's been destroyed for a while.
1: Yeah. So hunting him down for that, but it's another one of those issues where like it's some fighting but mm-hmm. it's just weird like i can't
0: well it's bendis is it bendis slow down yeah, dilation yeah time, but it's whatever. it's like
1: it's like this middle issue of a story arc where like the threat is known and they're just making plans and there's like action scenes but it's mm. mostly like they're not like i don't know it just, it just feels like padding i mean obviously it is <laughs> uh-huh. but it's like the the villain is just like attacking nobody's like just Random troops and stuff, uh, Why, and just like brah, while the guardians talk about what they're going to do, yeah. While Quill floats around, I don't know. It's just kind of like, and then Gamora gets beat up again, and it's like she already did nothing the last two issues. It's just yeah, a weird, like Gamora's I, getting totally like just swept to the side,
0: which is yeah. I I gotta say, an amazing Spider-Man four. That could... What happens in that issue, all the stuff that happens in that issue, could have been stretched to two or three issues. But they're like, yeah. now all the stuff happens yeah. in one. So I did like that. I also... That's it for new stuff I read this week, though. I also watched a bunch of DC stuff, which uh, I... I say, I'm... Quite silly. watched? No, that's... I, I'll get to this when we talk more about the Batman versus Superman trailer, mm. but I'm getting more and more sensitive to people telling me I don't like DC or I'm a right. DC hater when... I like the show's (laughs) I have read more DC comic books than you probably have, person who says I don't like DC. Yeah. And I just wrote a whole fucking top seven about how awesome Batman and Superman fighting each other is. But then you ended
2: it with a big. Jab. I couldn't resist. I couldn't <laughs> nah. resist
0: taking a jab at Man of Steel. But that's the thing. I I don't like Snyder's DC universe right. so far. Prove me wrong, Dawn of Justice. Prove me wrong. <laughs> what if that <laughs> but movie? I like DC. Yeah. Like DC.
2: What if that movie is. Number one, good. And number two, Mm. completely makes that story, like, the end of uh, Man of Steel, like, puts it in a good context and makes it a big part of the story. Uh, What did C-3PO say? What are you talking
0: about? But, I mean... But I, I want to believe it, but uh, but we also said that about episode happen. two, where we're like, well, you know, when two comes out, it may, it'll
1: make yeah. one be yeah, it'll, it'll, be, it'll make, make it make make more sense, right? But instead, this is madness.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, little, you're not going to see those breaks there, but now I've commented on them. So, you, damn it! Mm. Ah, I mean, a, a, quite a <laughs> conundrum here. Yeah. But anyway, DC television shows. Mm. Uh, we talked about part one of the Flash Arrow crossover. Now I watched. The arrow one, you did too. I, I believe. did too, yes. It was really good, it was good, really good. I love the new Hawkman, I am Girl. Yeah. Hawkman, Hawk Hawk
1: Girl came out great. I don't know anything about Vandal Savage, but mm. he was presented as a cool, credible threat. And I oh, yeah, I, I can talk about SHIELD in a minute because I, I caught up with that too. Oh, but, good. but I don't know, it just was that, that contrast of like Flash and through this partnership, I mean, Arrow 2. Yeah, uh, it's just amazing how they're like forget it just everyone's in their full costumes like who cares
0: and we are superheroes talking in our clubhouse yeah
1: and you cut to like the marvel show and it's granted it's shield which is going to be spies and agents but like Mm. even a lot of the inhuman characters now who have powers like nobody's wearing costumes nobody has a costume everyone's in like street clothes or very x-men 2000-y like cool outfits and it's weird because it kind of took the marvel movies I mean, outside of Batman always being in a Batman costume because mm-hmm. he's Batman and people are like... There's an immediate acceptance to Batman for some reason, which <laughs> I'm like... Which I agree with. I'm like, yeah, he's Batman. Why? Shut up. I, yes. But, like, with the X-Men, you're like, well, we can't put Wolverine in a costume. Cyclops <laughs> can't... Blah, 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 blah. We can't do that. And mm-hmm. then it's like, finally, it looks like with Age of Apocalypse... Or not Age of Apocalypse. Uh, just Apocalypse. Like, Psylocke's in a straight-up Psylocke costume, Mm -hmm. and Magneto's costume's getting closer and closer. Purpler and purpler. So it's it's cool. It's just weird that the the TV shows are doing this, where, like, Marvel, who kind of helped, like, with Iron Man being in a full suit, and Cap just, like, no, Cap and Thor are in their outfits, period.
0: We're not going to change them. Well, Uh, for Thor, it is a, like, uh... It's, it's a hand me down or it's his clothes on his planet. Well it
1: like, is, but like yeah. that would never have stopped him. If they made that movie t- twenty years ago, mm-hmm. like he'd have some like they'd get him out of that real quick.
0: And, and Black Panther's in, yeah. in a full on costume. Yeah. It sounds like Spider Man, they're going all the way with that Are there too. No scenes in any of the Marvel movies where Thor's wearing like people clothes? No, when he comes down to Earth and before he's worthy again to hold his hammer, he's wearing people clothes. Oh, remember remember the hot scene of him putting on his shirt? No. Yeah. Man. Even I remember that yeah. mostly for the
1: literally hearing people's jaws open. That was, that
0: was so we were in the same theater. Yeah, just he, hearing, hearing some
1: women reach climax.
0: The whole audience <laughs> like, whoa! Uh,
1: I've heard women gasp in two in three movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was Magic Mike XL, of course, which was multiple times. Mm-hmm. And then uh, before that was what? What are we talking about now? Thor. Thor. Mm-hmm. The first Thor when he has his shirt off, and then 10, 15, 12 years ago was Troy. All oh right. wow when Brad Pitt has his shirt off <laughs> I heard a girl two seats down like like re breathe in deeply that's it's very I love it when <laughs> I see the, the part of the movie that wasn't for me and I'm like yeah. oh that's
0: I'm mm-hmm. glad that glad, I'm glad that was there you know he's also hunky his arrow he's he's really hunky Stephen Amell yeah. isn't he kind oh, of a ML. turd though uh, what the arrow of the character yeah i guess the, so. the actor i don't know Whatever. i don't know he he cares. Cares. are Steven you angry that he beat up uh wade barrett i'm not happy about it <laughs> uh, look he's he seems like a cool guy and he's gonna be casey jones soon he casey actually uh. apparently he was uh, this is barely comic book related but he released a bunch of images of on his twitter account like here's one of the first shots from turtles 2 i huh? casey jones and here's the wanted posters for bebop and rocksteady wow. in their human form right I wonder if they're gonna. They got to transform in the movie, don't they? I'm sure they will. So
2: I wonder if next year it'll be uh, like Sheamus versus Stephen Amell at WrestleMania oh. because Rocksteady and Casey Jones mm-hmm. or yeah. Bebop, whichever yeah, one he is. Yeah, it's
0: true. It'll be it'll be just as good as Hogan versus Zeus. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> uh, the wrestling you imp- the infested sorry, wrestling sorry. into this thing again.
2: Uh,
1: but yeah. Um. No the the, arrow. The, yeah, the the arrow the... two parter was good, but mm-hmm. someone I forgot who said it on Twitter. Well, my memory is not good with this stuff, but it's, it's the, the tweet. Stuck with me where they're like... So after watching that finale, uh, it was great, but uh, really nobody wanted to sweep all that stuff up? Yeah, they're just like, well, I guess there's dust. Let's get out of here. They they turn uh, Vandal Savage into dust and are like... Cool, and then leave, and then John Barrowman shows up at the end, like yeah, exactly, like ah, I'm ready to blah blah blah, and it's like I've got you now, master. Like you guys didn't
0: like quarantine this or put it yeah. in a vault somewhere. Yeah, I think one at the very least vibe would have said, guys, yeah. I'm the geek here. I'm the geekiest geek, yeah. and I know. I know supervillains always come back in movies, so we really should just put this in a jar or something. Yeah, can you like
1: incinerate the dust or like put it in a (laughs) burn it again? Do something like
0: I guess it's already been burned though. Yeah, I mean like vaporize, like fill it with water and then freeze it. Literally anything, but what they don't abandon it. I guess they're just really tired. They want to go home. They're like, let's get back to that. I did like the line. I think it was in I think it was in part two. It was in the arrow part. They go to the abandoned house and they say. Hmm, superheroes in abandoned house. I think I saw this in a movie. One like yeah. I love little. They do those multiple times where they just call out like, "Yeah, this was on the Avengers movie." Yeah, like, they did this in Avengers. Same with I think it was in the first episode of season two of Flash. They use basically the bat signal and they ask Vibe where he got that idea from. He's like, "Saw it in a movie." I think. Yeah. like because there's no Batman in the right. universe. Um, and then I saw this week's Flash. Oh, which, yeah, I didn't uh, watch this week's yet. It's the x episode. It's, oh. a, it's a fun holiday episode that is a, a rogues team-up. It's the first team-up of three rogues at once, which huh. is a classic in Flash mythology. This really? is uh, Trickster. Uh, is that Mark the, Hamill? Yep. We- Weather Wizard and uh, Captain Cole teaming up. And, yes, it is Mark Hamill because it it's so crazy to see Mark Hamill, like, chewing the scenery yeah. as the goofball trickster a week before yeah. he will star in a billion dollar movie like he's 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 keeping it real it, yeah he he knows his allegiances he knows yeah. that Flash back when it wasn't cool to cast Mark Hamill and things right they cast him on the Flash or maybe also his character of trickster is Eighty percent his animated Joker. Yeah, I was it's,
2: gonna say he. I only saw the promo for the episode, mm-hmm. but it seemed like he was channeling Cockknocker from Jane, Sam, and Back. Remember that character? He played mean?
0: Trickster eight years before he played Cockknocker. Oh, really? But yeah. but, but like in live action form? Yeah. yeah. And oh, that, and yeah. In the, the old Flash thing. In yeah. The old Flash show of oh. the of the late. Did they the hold that 90s. up as canon? Like did that no, happen? It, well, yes and no. Uh, no. Like it's the same guy, right? Yeah. No. Okay. So. There's never was a Flash until that guy was the Flash. He, there was never an old Flash. But the trickster was a guy who bedeviled Central City ten years ago and went to jail. There just okay. wasn't a Flash for him to fight. I so see. they showed pictures of him from that episode to be like, uh, here he is, the uh, trickster back then. But there wasn't a Flash then because okay. that, that would mess things up. Right. I see. But it was a good episode. And just seeing his haircut, too, I'm like, is that your Star Wars haircut? Or did <laughs> you just... Cut your. Did you also cut your Mm -hmm. hair for the show? (laughs) This this is crazy. Um, But it was it was a nice feel good Xmas episode that had the premiere of a long awaited Flash cast member. Oh really? We've been waiting for you. Also, the simple version of why Vandal Savage got to be recollected was because he's the main villain of Legends of the DC universe so of the, oh. of the spin-off show so oh, okay. they're going to be hunting him through time Oh, time travel so obviously that guy's still going to be around it was really just a setup vandal savage as a badass i see he was cool they did a good job same with like this episode flash freed captain cold from jail because he has to be one of the cast members of Legends of the DC universe. Yeah, so. I was gonna
1: say, I feel like the last man, that Michael Ironsides episode with Captain yeah, Cold.
0: That was great. <laughs> it was pretty cool.
1: Anyway, I watched SHIELD. There we go. <laughs> uh, what happened on Shield? I caught up with SHIELD and uh it's it's the same thing where like it's still it's good, but it's still never it's not it's not a fun show. It's not fun like Flash where like when I turn on Flash, like it only takes me like forty five seconds. There's still a little, middle, a little mental hurdle to get me to watch any of these shows. Mm-hmm. But when I turn Flash on, I feel good in about 90 seconds. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do like this show. Yeah. Shield, I'm always like, oh. it takes <laughs> me like a minute or two or five minutes. But the as they lead up to the now mandatory mid-season finale. Yep. Uh, Happens
0: to the best of us. Yeah,
1: they uh, did a pretty good job of, like, tying in a lot of these loose threads, a lot of the Hydra stuff. Burt Ward um, is, <laughs> oh.
0: Wait, Burt Ward, the Bert
1: Ward. Uh You mean Ward Agent Ward. It's because he's mm-hmm. Brett Dalton, so um, Brett yeah. Burt Ward. There it goes. Burt Ward's back, everybody. Um <laughs> but uh like, not that one, go on Burt Elston. He uh, he I, I don't know, just his his angle, the revenge on Shield, Colson fighting him. Colson actually I mean it gets kinda of spoiled, what but they have like a final showdown and I'm like, it's actually kinda of gruesome.
2: Ew.
1: Like not bloody, but you're just like damn Coulson it's like, like a Disney
0: death kind of a Disney villain death type it's thing.
1: on screen and like it, it's not it, it's one of those things that's not gory but the implication of what's happening you're just like you can kind of when if you imagine that happening you're like that sucks mm. like what an awful way to die um, But it was pretty cool, though. I, I generally liked it, and uh, it's did a really good job of setting up... Man, when they come back, like, they've got... This shit's hitting the fan. Like, there's Inhumans all over the place. There's a new big bad who's, like, supernatural and this ancient evil from another planet. Like, it, it's... Wow. The show's, like, getting pretty out there. It's just... Anytime the show is with Inhumans or with maybe Agent May, she's still pretty cool, but, mm-hmm. like...
0: Ming-Na Wan right? Yeah, okay. like,
1: or, or it's with Hydra stuff or Inhuman stuff. The show is cool. Mm-hmm. When it always, every episode ends up with scenes where it's, like, people talking around, like, computers, explaining how mm-hmm. they're about to break into yet another place or sneak into yet another base or something. It's, like, every episode, when it's that, it's, like, this is boring. Like, mm-hmm. I, I believe that you are crack agents and you're all <laughs> exceptional at this. You've established that. I don't really need any more explanations of how you broke in here or how you're how, well, how you're maybe making.
0: It's, maybe it's hard for them to hit an hour long. If well, they don't that's have a, some that's why it feels like,
1: like this is boring. This is always the worst part of the show. It's never any fun, and the cool stuff is when you're actually doing things pulled from the Marvel universe. Just like how in DC, it's most of the stuff is fun when it's like relate. It doesn't have to be special effects and Flash doing Flash stuff, but it's like when it's related to superheroic stuff, mm-hmm. the show is really fun. Even yeah. when and, and occasion, I don't know. Even I, even though I feel Flash still gets personal relationships better than Shield, like they still feel kind of wooden at times. Mm. But anyway, yeah. it it's
0: it's still fine. Like, All right. well, then let's turn to Dave now. Yeah. The the usual closing out the segment with Dave talk So, so Dave, well,
2: first uh, off, I uh, I did not finish Dave's oh. homework. Is there Ooh. something C three PO would
0: have to say about that or the soundboard board uh, in
2: general? This was the Batman one, right? Uh, yeah. Them. that's 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 definitely not the one you want that's also there we go (sighs) so now i feel bad about it yeah uh but i did however (laughs) read uh walking dead issue 149 Mm. um just came out is
0: 150 gonna be an event issue does it seem Mm, like it seems like it
2: uh i mean it's a few more pages at least they've said that it's the first one of 2016 Mm. um but this one, it was, like, a lot of table setting, which usually happens right before those, like, monumental, Everything like, issue explodes. 51, like, or 99. Yeah, like, but this was, like, it wasn't boring. I can give it that much. Like, it like the little things that were happening were interesting. Like, uh, Rick, like, had a long conversation with Negan about, like, people are starting to distrust me. How can I get them to, like, fall in line? Ooh. Uh, so some really good stuff there. Interesting. Um, kind of someone assuming a Negan-like role also. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, the next issue is basically, I think, it's supposed to be, you know, Rick and his, Rick. Communi- his community against the uh, Whisperers.
0: Ah, it's the big fight they've been building to since All Out War. Or but I think, yeah,
2: thought. there's also, like, an element of the people wanting to rise against Rick because they don't trust him because he's been dragging his feet about the whole Whisperers thing. Mm. Uh, But it was a really good issue and I feel like a lot of people might have jumped on with this issue because the new season just ended and they like teased Negan and all that. So it's a really good – it's almost kind of a good introduction to Negan and like how much of an asshole he is and like what he represents and like I don't think that the next issue will feature Negan a lot because mm-hmm. i think this one was kind of just him imparting his wisdom uh but i don't know i, I could be uh totally wrong it seems like they're going in another direction with like negan 2.0 mm, basically interesting.
0: well then i guess we can't assign you new homework since you haven't finished your old one so well, i mean was... i can do double homework it's hey, a holiday well, let's take yeah. it easy what was the homework i forget I, it was
2: that batman uh, oh batman
0: heart of hush yeah yes well, it's a real good book, Dave. I, yeah. Well, Dave, you also week. read my Batman versus Superman thing, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You read that yeah. as as an editor. I was. I, you I, thought that was great. Yeah, except you? for the
2: one the one Batman versus Superman comic that I read mm-hmm. as a kid, but it was a what if scenario. It was yeah. Armageddon two thousand one. Did, did you read up about that one? I didn't. Really it basically know. ended the same way that their uh, that the, the Dark Knight ended with mm. like the. Uh, the suit and all that
0: most of the... but I,
2: as a kid i did not i did not recognize like i hadn't read that comic i only yeah. read the armageddon 2001 comic
0: most as i learned from reviewing them most mm. batman superman fights either end with batman is planned for a million years mm-hmm. and totally punk superman and by taking advantage of his trust yeah. or superman shows up immediately and he's like you don't have any plans batman mm-hmm. beep boop bop done i'm done so it's it's pretty fast either way. Yeah. Uh, but all right. So, what the, was the? Was there one
1: in Hush where he had like a kryptonite rain? Yes,
0: or... that's when Poison Ivy had yeah. controlled his mind, and so yeah. Superman does win that, that. one. sorry, Batman wins that one, but Superman's <laughs> not where his mind should be at all. Mm-hmm. So it's there's there's always an excuse. Right. There's yeah, so yeah. rarely a reason for them to be like, I hate you. I hate you sure, too. We'll yeah. actually fight. All right. But anyway, we'll we're going to take a break and we'll talk about their real fights in their upcoming film with the talk in the trailer so many comments so many nice comments on that but also tons of other news including a cut scene from the guardians of the galaxy film uh news on the upcoming iron Fist show and your answers to last week's question of the week Welcome to the break for this week's episode of Cape Crisis. No sign of the Cape, Cape Cape Crisis capybara, though. But that's okay, because you always love hearing from me, and I always love that you guys listen to the show, and I really appreciate it. How much do I appreciate it? Well, I say thank you every time you tell me you enjoyed this week's episode, and I always love hearing from you guys on Twitter, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. Uh, and also, I love seeing the comments on each episode. And if you wanted to support us in a different way, than just commenting and tweets. There's a lot of options for you, including uh, of Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime, where you get a bunch of cool things for giving five or ten dollars a month to help support the show and pay for rent and food for us. You know, we're full-time podcasters now. It's it's a brave new world. We got to pay the bills some way, and you guys help us with that. And every new patron really helps, and you get a ton of cool stuff, including just starting this week commentaries on classic comic book cartoons. Starting with the X-Men Christmas Special from 1994, it is a lot of fun. Also, if you wanted to help us out during the holiday season, if you just want to buy something through Amazon, do it through one of our links. You're gonna get it for the same super cheap Amazon price, but. At no extra cost to you, we get a little kickback and it helps us out. So if you're going to be buying anything last minute on Amazon, do it through one of the links on LasertimePodcast.com that are all over the right side of the screen. Also, I do want to give a quick spoiler warning that in the next segment we'll be digging deep into the Batman vs. Superman trailer. If you haven't watched it yet or you have been, uh, you know, avoiding it to not have the entire plot of the film spoiled by watching the trailer... You won't want to hear the basically the first 15 minutes of the next segment. So just skip ahead. But uh, lastly, it's time for the Hanks Corner Pick of the Week. So Collected This Week is one of my favorite, I think, yeah, definitely my favorite Secret Wars tie-in book. It was from Battleworld, and it is the Runaways book written by Noelle Stevenson, the creator of Lumberjanes. Uh, an amazing cartoonist, and this was her take on Runaways. And I've always been a big fan of Runaways since Brian K. Vaughn created the teen superheroes over a decade ago. Jeez, has it been that long? But this new take on them is a lot more hum- Hunger games and a little gayer. Well, actually, as as gay as, as Runaways was before, honestly. But it's just, it's, it's a really fun uh, book for young adults, but I think grown-ups can like it too noel stevenson really knows how to write for younger people and have and who have cool adventures and shit it's a really fun book pretty cheap too you can pick it up through amazon this week and remember buying it through us sends a little bit of money back our way all right enough jibber jabbering from me now back to the rest of the show everybody, And I'm gonna now tell Dave all about the squatty potty, which actually, is never mind. Uh, I'm the not hottest saying Christmas that. gift. <laughs> well, just the quick version is Dave, when you sit at the apparently science says that when you sit on the toilet, you're not in the correct yeah. posture for the best pooping. You're actually kind of squeezing off your yeah, it's, uh, pinch, it's pinching it's your pinching bubble. stuff. Yeah. So instead, if you were to lift your legs, your knees mm-hmm. up, it would flow so much easier. A more natural squatting position, yeah. which is
1: uh, you'll note a lot of uh, mm-hmm. like but animals. Yeah. Well, like in Japan, like they have the old, 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 old
0: timey toilets yeah, that mm-hmm. are just like a hole in the ground, and you you yeah. got to squat. Yep. Uh, and that is what the Squatty putty does. But it is just a step stool you put in front of your toilet. And you put your feet up on it.
2: You know who I, I saw, uh, WWE superstar Zack Ryder tweet about that
0: oh, really? a couple months mm. ago. And I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I should get that. But anyway, hey, that's, and then I went back to pooping. I, yeah. So that's Cape Crisis for you this week. We're going to see you later now. Uh, Wrestlers ta- uh, tweeting about shit. <laughs> no, let's talk about the big news, everybody. And that would be... Agent Carter trailer. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Oh. And, uh... I don't know. I want to start with just the confrontation from the trailer. People living in fear. He thinks he's above the law. The Daily Planet criticizing those who think they're above the law is a little hypocritical. What'd you say? Consider every time your hero saves a cat out of a tree, you read a puff piece editorial about an alien who could burn the whole place down. Most of the world doesn't share your opinion, Mr. Wayne. Maybe it's Gotham City and me have a bad history with freaks dressed like clowns
2: mm. so, oh it's ethics in superhero journalism. boys <laughs> bruce wayne meets clark kent ah, i love it i love bringing people together how are we lex hi hello lex it is a pleasure ow wow that is a good grip you should not pick a fight with this person
0: it's like it's, like, it's, like all that was great yeah, I am like so on board with all that. That's my favorite moment of the whole trailer because it's about the characters and their yeah. difference of opinions. It feels like a, it, I mean this in the best way. It feels like straight out of the animated universe. Yeah, and that then you've got all this super serious like dudes talking to each other, and then in comes Mark Zuckerberg basically yeah, to yeah. be like, oh, "Hey, what's up? Uh, it's so yeah. cool to meet you guys." Yeah, He's I great. like that. But uh, I did want to see. What did you guys think of Batman's voice? So let me play. Or it's this just is like just, modulated or whatever. Well, this way. is just a tiny bit. I think this is the only actual Batman time wants. you hear Batfleck talk in his Batman voice in the trailer.
2: She with you? I thought she was with you. I don't
0: know. It's a little muppety to me. Well, well I it's mean, supposed
2: to be like electronically yeah. modifying his voice, right? Oh, okay. Which is that man. well?
0: That's what the Flash does in his TV show, and I like that. Well, he vibrates his voice, right? Yeah, pretty much I mean,
2: Bruce say. Wayne, it, it's kind of weird that, like, no other Batman movies or shows have really addressed that. Like, mm-hmm. he is the richest man in Gotham City. He's been on the news a ton. Just, like, raising your fo- voices a few octaves or, mm-hmm. like, lowering them a few Swear octaves is not going to really fool people, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, it fooled Katie Holmes, man. I can tell all the different voices that Harry Sher does on The Simpsons. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter how he changes it. I can still tell. Right. So, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, of course he would, like... Modulate your I voice with like, like all the things to
1: worry. I, I I don't care. It's fine. I, I think. Well, like
2: if he was talking to a cop, he's like, "Wait, you Bruce? You no, like Bruce. no, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I think
1: the electronic thing is fine. Oh, like okay. like of all the things to harp on the movie about, it's like, yeah, yeah. why why would yeah. why wouldn't he like? And I know it's like. The one part yeah. of his face that's not covered is the part that's talking, and like, I and think it's his perfect chin. Yeah. Well, does
2: he not have like a neck thing that like, restricts his movement one, like every d- other Batman? Uh,
0: no, this is like the most. I mean, you can take a quick look at him here, but yeah, it's just it's the most comic booky his costume has huh. ever looked. Yeah, like, yeah. and I, I like that too. I like I like that he's got tiny ears. Yeah, and like I like I, I didn't I didn't like I did
1: like that they were trying to infuse some humor because mm-hmm. Man of Steel totally lacked that. Yeah. Uh, and Especially in the trailers. They're yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, this... I like that they're trying, but, like, that Batman, I thought she was with you, something about that line just does not... That seems totally out of character... Even for the Batman, they were setting up mm. earlier in the trailer. Who's like dead serious? You look lost in thought, Henry. No, I was just <laughs>
0: reading comments too. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, all these dead serious things—they end it with a joke. They end that trailer. Well, it's just—it's
1: Batman making the joke. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, it's it, something about it just seemed off, and Did not something like
0: else in the trailer like
1: establish
2: that
0: whether they well, were together or not. Because so I here's seen. the. So here's the bigger problem I saw with the trailer that a couple people, (laughs) several people mentioned, which is, this feels like it has shown you the entire movie. Like, this trailer, and I think it's fitting that this is a Warner Brothers release, and their last trailer, their last big movie, Mm -hmm. one of their last big movies, was Terminator Genesis, which felt like spoiling a pretty cool reveal, what would have been a pretty cool reveal to see in the theaters. And I, I read this whole article. Charlie Barrett shared it with me, actually, saying that apparently test results say, like their the audience testing says, they want to know everything. Like, people don't want to be surprised by a movie because like, if I'm going to spend $20 on this, I want to know everything that happens mm. in it so I'll know if I'll like it or not. Which wow. is, that's sad to me as somebody who but, likes you know storytelling what? and surprises in films. John
2: Connor in Terminator Genisys was such a turd that uh-huh. I don't even, I didn't even care. Like... Yeah. this this like loser is a bad guy okay whatever like the actor for that for John Connor was just wrong <laughs>
0: yeah he that was he didn't have the John Connor Well, he didn't have that
2: menacing look like
0: uh,
1: yeah Robert Patrick was Christina Loken whatever her name was for yeah. Terminator 3 like they just had like a stern serious look and they were really young yeah. like they also looked like they had strong jaws looked very young and you mm-hmm.
0: could really buy them but he did not quite look doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman. Yeah, but this trailer gave away a ton. Yeah. It gave away a ton. Seemingly it shows you the first time they meet, the two times they fight, the reason that Lex Luthor is forcing them against each other, mm-hmm. that they may find out that Lex Luthor is behind it and they stop fighting each other, that then he uses the corpse of General Zod to make it into a doomsday like creature. And then they have to unite to fight this bigger thing. And then Wonder Woman shows up to help them too. Like, that seems to be everything but the last 15 minutes yeah. of the film. But it's, do you it, think she just shows up or that they don't meet earlier? I don't earlier? think al filmed all that. Well, actually, no, there have been some... There have been some shots they showed earlier of uh, Wonder Woman in her civilian identity mm-hmm. dancing with with Batman or with Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne. So she's in more of it than just that sequence, but it's just so... It, it's just so weird how they set that up, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's just that they... They give away so much. Like, the 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 idea that I'm watching a movie that stars Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Lex Luthor, I don't need to know Doomsday is in it, or a Doomsday-like yeah. creature. Some people are saying, is this even Doomsday? And right.
2: People were yeah, ranking on that, I did see.
0: Well, because there's this other character they made up recently called like Project 17 mm-hmm. or something. He's uh, a new 52 guy, who technically is more like this guy, but... Man obviously i think the one warner films would want to make toys out of and have be the um, primary antagonist in a film is the one with the name cachet of doomsday like that's that's what i think yeah Uh, but yeah just the i don't know i didn't want to see doomsday but i was gonna watch these trailers and also i saw some people in the comments saying like i wish i hadn't seen that doomsday gif well, I'm pretty sure this trailer is going to be before Star Wars, so you better yeah. close your eyes and plug your ears because yeah. you're going to like be. It's three
2: minutes. What? Did our trailer's. That long before movies, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. It.
0: Have you have you noticed you can show up an hour late time. to a movie and see, <laughs> and still make it in time? When I'm in the theater, time
2: just disappears.
0: <laughs> no, trailers are forever, and you're definitely going to see this. At I just hope the movie has more character
1: stuff because, like, again, like the parts I liked about Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. unfortunately, were which not. You didn't love Age of Ultron, which I didn't. But the things I loved were when the characters could just fucking talk and just actually interact with each other, and not mm. just nonstop CG effects everywhere. Like yeah. when the scene when Vision is like born and talks to all of them is like one of the best scenes of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Not the, the 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 literal million dollar shots of just special effects everywhere. Because it's like, guys, yeah. we've reached the point where just having cool effects that look believable is not interesting anymore. Like. It was crazy in Iron Man to see... That was our Superman the movie moment. Right. Like, to see, mm-hmm. you will believe a man can fly. Like, that the idea of putting Iron Man in a suit and having him fly around was the first time I'd felt like movie magic in forever. Mm. Yeah. And it's hard to think back on 2008 and seeing Iron Man and feeling that way. But by now, it's like, I don't care how many CG shots you shoot with Iron Man, Vision, yeah. Hulk... Thor, like all that crap going on, it's like it doesn't matter anymore. Like you've mm-hmm. you've done it, and you've done it so much. So what really matters is when the characters talk, and you, you can feel the interaction and the tension between them. So like when they're in the farmhouse, and like Cap rips the log in half because <laughs> he's so angry. Yeah. That's a better shot. That's a better moment than most of that movie. I and agree, that's one yeah. of the cheapest effects they have in the whole movie. I do because he's so frustrated at, at the idea of Iron Man. Like we have to we have to move first, preemptive strike. <laughs> Fuck you. Like that's that's better. So when you see. I'm worried this movie will, much like Man of Steel, devolve into a shitload of f- effects and buildings falling down. A lot down, of effects. And just it buildings was... exploding and falling down yeah. for 30 minutes. And you're like,
0: Ugh. Yeah, well, I mean, once Doomsday lands, he well, yeah. wrecks <laughs> a whole building and then explodes. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, that seems to be what's going on. So, like, I-, I want to like it, because like, the, 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 the character interaction in the beginning was great. Like Those two yeah. talking, like, and being able to see Di- uh, Diana... That's yeah, Diana. Yeah, yeah, to see her, you know, kind of tease her involvement before she reveals she's a Wonder Woman or something, like that mm-hmm. could be fun, like her flirting with Bruce Wayne or getting one over on Bruce Wayne or or Clark Kent, like that could be really fun. Mm-hmm. I just hope there's more of that or time for that than just like
0: isn't it crazy to see Superman throw a truck at Batman? Like mm-hmm. not really. Like I so, I so yeah, I also think looking at the comments there were there were there were many people. There were I'd say a handful of people who said, "Henry, you're a die-in-the-wool Marvel fan, and I'm so sick of people bitching about every single uh, DC thing that happens." You are wearing a Spider-Man shirt. Fucking yeah. morons, they say. Uh, and then another, but another person said. Another, then Morons a, for having an opinion on a trailer. Then another person said, like, geez, Henry, the one time you choose to be nice to a DC trailer, it's this one. This sucks. I was like... <laughs> you can't well, win. Yeah, it was like... "I." It's thought, almost like people have different opinions. I was trying to give this Batman vs. Superman trailer a fair, fair shake. Wow. I think I did. But 46, 46 comments. 46 comments, yes. And I saw more on Twitter and Facebook as well, directed at me. And then other people who I know read this, but don't talk to me directly anymore, but who were just like, God, all these people shitting on Batman vs Superman. That Civil War trailer sucks, but you gave it—you just say it's the best thing ever. No, it's not. It doesn't make any sense. There's 80 characters in it, and uh, I don't. Know. It's just—it's well, weird. yeah.
1: Civil War has to uh, work my trust back because I didn't like Age of Ultron. So, like, it's it weird. looked like a cluster of a bunch of characters running around with special effects. I'm
0: not that on board either. It's, like, I guess it's weird. The last thing I'll say about this is just that I think it's weird to see a Marvel versus DC the Marvel versus DC like fanaticism feels heavier now than when yeah. I was a kid yeah. like it feels more I feel like in the 2000s there it's always been like DC's better than Marvel Marvel's better than DC people have always been having these conversations yeah. I did too but I think now that they're not just in comic books or even cartoon shows, but in billion dollar movies. Yeah. I think that's getting even more attention and people like right. taking a look at it. Uh, here's the answer neither one is better, neither one is worse. Well, they're trailers, both,
2: they're
1: not movies. Both of them do things better than the other, and it all balances out that you should like both.
0: Well, speaking of uh, Marvel films, there were a couple clips that I just wanted to share with you guys. There was this pretty funny Guardians of the Galaxy deleted scene, which is when Drax is drunk right before Ronan and him have their big fight in yeah, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Drunk Drax. Ex. He's explaining his tattoos, all the red marks on his skin, to, uh, to Rocket and Drax. Uh, sorry, to Rocket and Groot. And it has this funny bit in here. Furman! Hey! I'll speak of whatever I want! How's that? You That's know Rocket. nothing of family
2: tragedy.
1: My mother had an IQ of three, and ate her young when they showed minor
0: flu symptoms. I think I know a little something about family tragedy. Yeah, it's
2: just
1: like wow. man. The uh, animation in that scene—that yes, so—you have to watch it. It's, that is so close to my Windows Phone voice. <laughs> <That
0: is close. laughs> I think I know a little bit about family tragedy. Uh, well, that's—I don't believe that's—I <laughs> uh, don't believe that's the oh, the famous person who does his voice in the movie Bradley right. Cooper. Yeah, that's not Bradley Cooper. I think that's the onset. <laughs> and Sherry that is United, not
2: the uh, same model they use in the movie. It looks like a PS1
0: cutscene. No, no, yeah, when they set. decided to delete the scene, oh, yeah. the scene, they didn't finish the special effects. I didn't even get to hear uh, Batista drunk there. Uh, look. It, Does he fall through any doors? Long? No, the scene ends. Yeah, guys, watch. <laughs> if you're a patron, you can watch this week's uh, Tron stream, uh, Tron Legacy stream, where... I break a door because with my uh, drunken. Well, you're staggering. hammered
1: on Jim Beam honey, and you stand. Maple, sta- Jimmy Maple. Oh, sorry. Yes, excuse me. As you stand up, like <laughs> I got it. I can take care of myself. But, like, uh, <laughs> I can get this water. It, it was great. Uh, then it is definitely worth five dollars a month. Even yeah, one dollar. Even
2: one dollar. Well, you wouldn't get it for you don't
0: get it for one dollar. But if you're oh. a new
2: patron that donates a dollar, just drop a note and we'll we'll send you the drop, link for that one. Drop a note. Well,
0: and also because the Ant Man Blu-ray came out this week, a bunch of the gag reels have been posted on Ooh. YouTube as well. Wow. And there's just most of them is just them making faces. Uh, but this was my favorite bit. It's from one of the last scenes where uh, Paul Rudd is is hugging his daughter, and is uh, and the cop is arresting somebody. He says this: "Cuff that." A- and then he she's looks at her.
2: I heard, <laughs> I heard you. I heard you. I
0: heard you. I thought it was fire. This fucking kid. Like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, "You said a dirty <laughs> word." Oh,
1: Man, I'm thinking about the final moment of that movie.
0: That that final
1: battle in the house was pretty fun. Hmm. Yeah, like it was a lot know. of fun.
0: I, I look forward to seeing what Peyton Reed can do when it's all his movie. You're, well, yeah. no, nobody makes a blockbuster movie and it's all your movie. But, sure, I mean, when he's there from the ground floor, not well, taking when he did, over... When he doesn't have to inherit it. a bunch of other stuff. Granted,
1: like yeah. whatever uh, Simon Pegg was going to do, yeah. I would have been into also. But it's hmm. like...
0: It'd be interesting to see, yeah,
2: when it's you don't have to like, inherit into someone else's problem. We, like we didn't find out till afterwards that so many of the charming things in that movie were actually paid. Were Reed. actually paid
0: me. We yeah. were crediting Edgar Wright for a. You mentioned Simon Pegg. Edgar are you, Wright, not Simon are you, Well, he's, Are you excited that Simon Pegg's Star Trek is going to get a trailer with Star Wars? They're going to Jesus, real? <laughs> that's when know. they're premiering the Star Trek Three trailer.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, wow, that's, that's uh,
1: actually going to make me really uncomfortable. It's it's, well, also, it's
2: like having a DC trailer during a Marvel movie or vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's well, they know they know a lot of the like, same. Well those star
1: trek movies are star wars movies for the most part mm-hmm. so jj is are
0: yeah definitely, yes. i don't yeah. know wait is he directing the third one no he no he was doing star wars it, it, no I've, who's you said simon I, Pegg. simon Pegg co-wrote it like oh he, did he, he has ah. a writing credit on this huh. one too probably because they were in like a, i think they were in danger of like this thing needs to be written by somebody yeah well hey i i'm not just a pretty face to play scotty <laughs> i yeah. wrote spaced did you know I still like the 0-9 one, didn't like In the Darkness did you, all that much. Did you know that his wife is Scottish, and that's why he is—he feels he found a very good Scottish accent to play Scotty in the Star Trek uh, movies? That's that's a true fact. I, whose wife is Scottish? Uh, Simon Peck. Uh-huh. And he played Scotty. I gotcha. And he used that ability, his I, experience was with the Scottish. There we go. I okay. See. Got it. I I was confused. I wish Chris was here for this one. I did save this one just for him. That it was. DC is currently in a uh, a trademark infringement deal with a vape company that is making (laughs) vape equipment called Bizarro Smoke and uh, Kryptonite Vapor. And the Dark Knight vaporizer as well, like uh, all these. Wow, it's so funny that these companies are like. And then also in the article on Bleeding Cool, they bring up that there's a very clear Marlboro commercial in one of the early Superman in the first, in Superman one and two. There's a just a Marlboro truck in the background, which hmm. I feel like even like 1985, they would have said, this is a kids' movie. We can't have a fucking yeah. logo for so- cigarettes in here.
2: Sounds like DC's having a real vape
0: crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see it. I, I, uh, hope I, I liked it. <laughs> I was going to pitch to Chris if he'd want to do a taste test of, all the, of oh, all the vapors, wow. of all those That's comic book good. vapors. But I don't, I don't know how gonna cheap those are going to be. Uh, and last of the big news I'd say this week uh, in the realm of comic books other than Civil War 2 which we kind of talked about oh and that uh, Supergirl had quite a twist this week but I'm not going to spoil that is that they named the showrunner for Iron Fist so Iron Fist totally is happening has been cancelled still going to be a Netflix show next year Scott Buck is the showrunner who has never really been in charge of any show before but he's worked on he was an executive producer on Dexter mm-hmm. Uh, and But also a producer on Six Feet Under and has written for a bunch of other shows. But this did open up the question. Several people were saying, like, some people are suggesting that Iron Fish shouldn't be a white guy. That he should be Asian. And mm-hmm. I am of two minds on this because everybody who to this knows that I am a die in the wool social justice warrior who is totally cool with recasting characters of race in a different race. Like, mm-hmm. racial recasting. I've, I've had no problem with that in the past. I would say... Uh, Iron Fist, yeah, Iron Fist could be played by an Asian American actor. The character all that's true about the character is that he has to be an American rich kid sure. who gets lost in the Andes or in the like mountains and then ends up in the city of Kunlun where he learns super kung fu. Right. And if it's a blonde white dude, it does feel weird to see The story of a character who literally steals the powers of Kung Fu from Asian people and is better at it than them. (laughs) That does feel strange, I will admit. I mean, he doesn't steal it, though. He's taught it. No, I know. But I'm just saying the way you look at it from afar, I'm like, hey, this white guy came to the secret Asian city and he's the best at Kung Fu of anybody. (laughs) Let's give him the magic Iron Fist power. Like, that. It feels weird when you talk about it that way, I suppose, but... So you're saying he should be
2: Asian and he should go to a uh, white kung fu group? <laughs> yeah, he should go to a secret karate. white
0: kung fu city and steal He'll their learn, kung learn He can learn boxing. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, are not good at boxing. People have been talking about that a lot, that Danny Rand, and they have confirmed, like, it is Danny Rand and the main facts of the character are going to be the same sure. Sure. Yeah. for the sure. show. Hmm. But, yeah, but I also, I guess something, too, about his race, I, I'm not against it, and they've yeah, been doing okay. such a good deal with the Netflix stuff that I'm sure they can figure out a great thing to do with it. But the thing, the other thing I do like about the dynamic of Iron Fist and uh, Luke Cage it one is this street tough black guy from Harlem and the other is this rich white kid who grew up in in a secret Chinese city like yeah. I, mean, I don't know it's a fun dynamic between the two right? yeah. But, but yeah I'm I am not against the recasting it did feel weird to me at first but uh, I'm I, had okay a, with I had a friend
1: uh, some friends in LA who ended up talking to some of the writers on Luke. K. <gasps> And just said uh, like you know, they they weren't spoiling anything, but they were just like Daredevil
0: Season Two gets nuts.
1: Oh, is all, is all they
0: said. So look forward to that. I also read a story that um, Frank Miller does not approve of Daredevil Season Two, to which I say like, go to hell, buddy. Why doesn't he approve? Uh, he says that guy that lady they cast as Electra is not Electra and I should know I'm Electra's father. And I was like, Yeah, okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks Frank Miller. Thanks for chiming in. Also he said he has not even watched the first season, but he's just sure. I'm like that's weird because the first season is like it is a love letter to Frank Miller's origin of Daredevil yeah. like he he should actually really enjoy it you would think but to see your vision like carried
2: out over 14 hours or whatever yeah. it's like so did he, did, how much he, does he get like made well, he, he, make no money. he makes no money off of it so, so. I,
0: I would be bitter in that, uh, in that regard I suppose when you're already a bitter guy like Frank Miller is it, uh, yeah oh and the other thing that this I didn't even see this reported anywhere somebody on Twitter had to tell me this and I got to confirm that Comixology and Kindle are now connected. Like, Mm. I was waiting for this to happen because Comixology got bought by Amazon like over a year ago, it feels like now. And you could still buy Kindle comics and Comixology comics separately, but if there were sales, they would be sales on both of them. And now you could finally connect them. And so... When I did it, I connected it, and like a dozen trades I'd bought for super cheap on Kindle just popped up in my huh. oh, Comixology feed. So it's an, if you guys have ever bought any Kindle comic books, now you can connect them and get the, the Comicsology Guided View. Oh, cool. Which is slightly preferable to the Kindle Guided View. Was you your
1: uh, Did you buy when Cat, Catwoman and Batman had crab sex on the roof? Was that a Kindle? Uh,
0: mm-hmm. uh, no, that was Comixology. Oh, Boy, okay. that crab sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for news, unless you guys have any to share. Is that is that still canon? Do they still do that? Yeah, I mean, that was the first issue of New 52. I think they, have well, now Batman has, of course, died and then come back from the All dead right. with his memory mm-hmm. erased. And so he has no relationship with anybody. And I don't even, well, I mean, well, Catwoman became the head of a mafia group and started dating this girl who dressed up as Catwoman and then broke up with her and is now kind of just back to being Catwoman again. Mm. So, yeah, I think they're kind of on their own thing. I guess, <laughs> Bray, yeah, you weren't on the episode where it was confirmed that uh, Catwoman is bisexual, canonically uh, bisexual, yeah. I think was the name of that episode. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, let's get into the question of the week replies. Last week's question of the week was, what? Uh, how do you store your comic books? And by the way, somebody on Twitter shared with me their picture of all the omnibuses they had. Mm. I was like, oh, I have half of those too, and I took pictures of them. Like four different pictures of my omnibuses, and then he said, "Wow, that's a lot." I was like, "That's that isn't all my omnibuses." <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to take a picture of the Marvel ones that we both own. Uh, but first up was Rad Martigan, the really cool dude. Rad Martigan, pro wrestler, I believe, mm-hmm. is his trade most of my old stuff I have bagged boarded and in long boxes in my closet I stopped buying single issues a few years ago and only buy trades now which are on a bookshelf I constantly have to rearrange to make more room because I have a lot of old toys inhabiting it as well yeah eventually for me I had to just be like nah, can't have toys on these shelves anymore these yeah. are just books no room for toys uh, Hitler me this Batman says on my phone like a grown up oh and also everywhere my house is covered in comics <laughs> John Lehizel, who works at a comic book shop, says Oh God, I used to just bag them, but once I started working at a comic store, I moved to bags and boards. Regular size bags and silver board are the key folds.
1: Man, you would bag them and not board them? Yeah, that's oh, yeah, that, that's like that's you're, like you're... a broken Snickers
0: in a wrapper, where you're just <laughs> like, ah, this just feels weird. Uh, I have a small filing cabinet in my apartment that I put them in, and whenever I go home to visit my family, I bring them with me and file them away into four giant filing cabinets in the closet of my old room. Well, wow. uh Sean Ellis, sa- uh, sorry, Sean Nelly says, I keep my walking dead companions on the floor because they broke my shelf. Yeah. God, damn it. Yeah, I get that one. Uh, have have you had I've, comics break your shelf, Dave? No, but I
2: I remember reading uh, like the Walking Dead compendiums mm. while on like the shuttle bus going to Features' office. and oh I was God, just like yeah. putting it into my bag first of all, and like reading a fucking tome. Yeah.
0: in on a bus, this like, giant forty-eight page thing. Yes, forty uh, issue thing. Oh yeah, forty. Yeah, forty issue. Uh, it Ivana crap my pants said. <laughs> I just started following something monthly, Howard the Duck, thanks to Cape Crisis. I'm not under the delusion they'll be worth anything later, but I think it'll be sufficient enough for how I'm collecting them to keep them in a drawer. P.S. With the second Howard the Duck, they gave me a digital copy, but if anyone wants to trade another code or something, let me know. So people, message him in the forums if you want to trade Mm -hmm. codes. LazertimePodcast.com slash forums? Yes! In the comic (laughs) discussion section. Ezekiel says... I have three short boxes and only keep the single issues I absolutely love. I have all the Miracle Man reissues and Amazing Spider-Man from six eighty till now. That's a lot, uh, but most of the stuff after I have consumed, uh, most of the stuff after I've consumed it goes to charity. Mm, I should think uh, about giving the, the more of my comics to that's charity. That's what I've been. Well, yeah, when I get rid of them now, I just take them to Goodwill. one mm. uh, Bittersweet Jesus says. When I was a kid, my brother and I had a big collection that we stored in poly bags with a board back, two to a bag, but, yeah. after, a mul- but after multiple moves and a marriage and divorce later, Jeez. I have gotten rid of most of my comics, and now I store a small, tangible collection of single issues and trades at the bottom shelf of a small bookshelf. I have, uh, I have fully embraced digital comics and have comics stored on my Galaxy tablet from Comixology Humble Bu- and Humble Bundle, and I subscribe to Marvel Unlimited. By the way, I saw IO9 and they mentioned you could donate your comics to troops overseas. Yeah. Uh, the link to the article is below, it's in the forums, and it includes a video of what that uh, that describes the whole process. I highly recommend this to anyone who has comics to spare. Looking at you, Hank. Minda Majora says one comic to a bag and a board. The long boxes are divided into DC pre reboot, six long boxes. Yeah, Jesus. DC's post reboot. Half full before I gave up on the New 50. Which reboot? New 52. Okay. Because he says, half full before I gave up on New 52 entirely. Marvel, four long boxes. No big two, non-big two, three long boxes. Also, I have a few short boxes. Oh, and within the boxes, everything is alphabetical by title with some exceptions. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is under S, for example. Mm. That is more long boxes than me, even. I think that is more than... like. Six man, six two, boy, oh boy, yeah, that's like ten long boxes. Uh, I that's 12.
1: more than I had at home. So no, I have only ever had two. At what is the time.
2: problem with uh, two issues to a bag and a board?
1: It just it, not. It's nothing. a crowded space. It's, yeah, it's crowded. It's. I, I also don't like. I like it's cl- harder to flip through. To well, I like the cleanness of, like, when you pick a ba- pick a comic out and it's in a bag and board, you get a clean, unobstructed view. Mm. But if you to a bag, when you flip it over, the tape and the flap are now covering mm. part of the issue, mm. and it just looks kind of clumsy or but crowded. Also, that
0: tape and flap is dangerous to have close to the yeah. comic, too.
1: Um, is it going to go through the bag? Well, sometimes when you're taking it out, it can yeah. grab it. And also, like... The number of random pieces of tape when I find a comic from, like, the rant, like, 1992. Oh, yeah. I'm like, has this hair been on it for that long? <laughs> like They could clone me with this. Like, when did this hair fall on this tape? Like, mm. I remember getting this in the mid-90s. Is it? Been? Mid-90s. In the mid-90s, Ooh. Brad Elson was shitting hair. <laughs> At a long rate. Hair uh, falls
0: off all the time. We just never know mm-hmm. Yeah. But, man, I wish I could time date some of those random hairs. It'd be great. <laughs> and lastly, Ger Snort says... For the longest time before leaving Arkansas, I would bag and board my comics and pin them to the walls of my room that weren't touched by sunlight to avoid bleaching. Once a month, I would peruse my wall to replace books with new ones. The old ones went into a couple of filing cabinets I bought at Goodwill for 25 bucks. For both of them, for 25 bucks for both of them. It was a great deal, but alas, impractical to move to Seattle without considerable cost. I ended up selling most of my collection so I could pay shipping for the clothes that didn't fit in my suitcase and other things. These days, I limit my physical purchases to trades and graphic novels, as marriage has a funny way of making you reevaluate certain priorities. Single issues purchased are all exclusively through Comixology currently. That said, I do miss the feel, smell, and tradition of bagging, boarding, and presenting my collection. Yeah. I like the what'd you say, process or I used to have a it's a
1: methodical, yeah. like it was mm-hmm. a nice like zen thing of like, I'm gonna take this stack of comics, this stack of boards, the stack of bags, this tape, <laughs> I'm gonna listen to game music or watch some Netflix thing. I mean, even mm-hmm. pre-Netflix I like I'm gonna put in <sighs> Firefly. I'm gonna yeah. wa- I'm gonna watch Serenity again in the background while I bag and board comics. Like just mm-hmm. like pre internet, oh, not pre internet, but like pre streaming. Like the the joy of like Saturday night.
0: That's what <laughs> I'm gonna to, do. Time to sort all these things. Got to make sure they're numerical and alphabetical. Oh yeah, more. and it's
1: got to go in the right spot. And then you're gonna mm-hmm. realize like, oh damn, the the Daredevil section's too full now. I got to move the Hulk stuff <laughs> out of this. Like I don't know, exactly. like that, all that stuff. I don't miss it because I can't deal with that anymore. No, it's, but yeah. Uh, well I can't say I don't miss it. I, I don't. I would want to do it again, but I do I do like that feeling of like I am organizing a thing. When
0: I was going through them all over Thanksgiving break it was like this is magical. I can't do this anymore. I can't. Yeah. I can't return to this, but I'm glad I kept it. Yeah. All right. Well, this week's question week, inspired by the battling of Superman and Batman as highlighted in this week's top 7, uh, what are some of your favorite hero on hero fights huh. that you've seen in comical books, man? So, I'll get us started. You know, I definitely love when it is a... When it is a crossover between characters from other companies. Like, yeah. when Spider-Man first fought Superman in the Superman-Spider-Man crossover, which, I, like, Spider-Man gets blasted with red sun <laughs> power, so he can even punch Superman. Right. But then it, it slowly wears off, and it ends with Spider-Man punching Superman right. in the chest till his hands are basically broken. He's like, oh, yeah, like. I can't punch you, you're, you're right. Superman, and you would clearly beat me in a fight. Yeah. But I think my favorites were actually in the Justice... The JLA Avengers Damn books. It. All right, well, I'll say something else then. <laughs> uh, well, other than the JLA Avengers <laughs> books, uh, I do... Actually, no, I know a good one too. This was in the... This is an Avengers versus X-Men. So mm-hmm. my problem in most, as a Spider-Man fan, in in almost every Marvel mega crossover, Spider-Man has nothing to do because he is vastly underpowered for everything and he's not a leader. So he's just... He's a guy in the background saying goofy things. In um, Avengers vs. X-Men, he had a great hero moment where he gets his ass kicked by Colossus and his sister, Ivana, uh, who have uh, phoenix powers and he's just fighting them to distract them. And it's such a cool... it, it, Sp- Spider-Man does not win that fight, but it is such a cool fight, and it found a way to make Spider-Man matter yeah. in in one of those big crossovers. So yeah. that was a really good hero-on-hero hero fight that comes to mind. I, and of course, Anytime the Thing Fought Hulk is one of my favorites. Yeah. I remember uh, thinking of Spider-Man. I
1: think it's Secret Wars number three, the 80s one. Mm,
0: Oh, yeah. Him and all the X-Men. Like, like, yeah. yeah.
1: And I read that pretty early into my, like, getting into comics. Probably read it around
2: 1990.
1: Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe 91. Like, early 91 when I finally read that. Um, And just, like, Spider-Man, like, all the X-Men are trying to get him. And I forget. It's one of those classic misunderstanding, whatever. Of course. But it's like they can't hit him. And he's like, you'll never... Like, you'll never touch me. I'm like, if, yeah. I, if I have walls and, like, things to move around, you'll never get me. And, I've like, got
0: space, and I'm
1: faster than all
0: of you, except yeah. for Nightcrawler, but he's trickier than Nightcrawler. Yeah, so yeah.
1: I thought that was cool, a cool way to show, like... Oh, Spider-Man's not just a goofy guy. He's, like, really strong. He is very fast. And, like, when he means to win, he probably will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but If you find him in a closet, you'll beat him, probably. But that's,
0: <laughs> if he's got space to move. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then uh, you were probably alluding to the JLA Avengers thing that took 50 years to come out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did like the... I mean, I was going to specify... For some reason, I'm blanking on the numerous other hero encounters that I'm sure I like more. But I liked how Batman and Captain America fought. Yeah. How it's it's just one page of them like
0: and just blow for blow blow for
1: blow parry parry and they both being the smartest and most capable people are immediately like this is it like I'm so good that I can tell that you are on the same level and this doesn't this whole scenario doesn't make sense like Mm -hmm. we have like they fight they immediately realize that oh shit this we will fight forever we'll Mm -hmm. never stop fighting and that means someone's playing us. Let's find out who. My, and they, and yeah. everyone else continues fighting in the background because they can't calm everybody down. But they're just like, let's figure this shit out.
0: Yeah, my friend and I argued about how Batman says, after they have their exchange, Batman says, you could probably beat me, but it would take <laughs> you a long time. And Basically, I said, yeah. oh, see, that's proof that if they had a nine-hour fight, yeah. Captain America would beat yeah, Batman. because Cap won't get tired. But then my friend said... Well, no, that's clearly Batman winning because he outsmarted Cap to stop fighting. I was like, eh, that's not bad. Meanwhile, also in that collection, Thor gets beaten by Superman very clearly. It's like, yep, Superman's stronger than Thor at the end. like He stopped Mjolnir from smashing into him. But wasn't that magic, though? But it's Marvel magic versus a DC uh, guy. It was in that in the world of JLA versus Avengers, it was clearly established that things are mixing together. The, and... Yeah, universes don't match. is magical stuff from different universes don't mesh well. Right. So, well, it's a, it's actually a lot like MKDC. Yeah, it's actually. I think I told. I was explaining that to everybody when like I, this is a classic talk radar moment of saying like, well, that's Scorpion's magic fire. It's not <laughs> fire. It's magic fire. Uh, but Dave.
2: Hey, uh, I mentioned it before like it was this series called Armageddon 2001 oh, yeah. where so this guy I think this is called the Wave Rider he's like yep. he goes through all alternate histories to find out who's gonna betray like the DC universe mm-hmm. and one of, the sto- one of the alternate realities is um, and this is not Superman betraying the, the DC universe for some reason he uh, like Lois Lane and all of his friends die in a nuclear explosion so uh, he he tries to rid the world of nuclear weapons and like in a reverse of the Dark Knight which I didn't realize when I was reading because I hadn't read that yet. Is that like Batman is hired to kill Superman? Oh, and, he does. and he and he does it basically the same way with like a super a suit, suit kryptonite. And, uh, yeah. And
0: yeah, if if Batman's got time to get kryptonite, like he's going to beat Superman. At that yeah, point, but... I think
2: uh, I think he like uh, Superman kills Martian Manhunter in the comics, so like yeah. it sets him up, up as a pretty. Badass. And maybe that's why I didn't mind in uh, in, um, Man of Steel that he killed somebody. I'm like, you already did it in this comic. (laughs) The very first comic
0: I read. Well, my Superman versus Batman thing, I also... One of my favorite fights in there, which is when Batman's like, well, I've got kryptonite, I can take on this guy named Superman. And it's from this alternate history one with Lex Luthor that Mm -hmm. Superman, we're using his telescopic vision, sees from miles away, oh, Batman's carrying kryptonite. Then he does a pinpointed super breath blow, knocks it out of his hand, and is like, yeah, okay, so you're done now, Batman. I can tear you apart Mm -hmm. limb from limb like you weren't ready. What are
1: you talking about?
0: Well, I suppose now that we've confused C-3PO we should just move on then let us know in the forums what your favorite hero on hero battle is you can do that on lasertimepodcast.com slash forums or there'll be a link to the question of the week on this week's episode page which you'll find on lasertimepodcast.com which is the home to so many cool things like since Chris isn't here I'll start off with the plugs letting you know about this week's laser time is all about the Star Wars expanded universe if you're a mega nerd who listened all the way through this episode, (laughs) you will probably also love hearing all about the expanded universe of Star Wars and why it was... Sometimes good, other times really bad, and with super expert of the EU, Cat Bailey on with us. That was a good, good, good time. Same with Talking Simpsons. The newest episode of that just posted, which is Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. The episode that introduced the world to Snub. I believe I'm on oh, wow. that episode. Actually. That's right, <laughs> my Brett. second ever. As is Bob Mackey, and I said that thinking I could pull up the Wow Bob Mackey, but it wasn't ready right yet until Wow Bob Mackey! Yeah, uh,
1: that's of uh, this week on VGM. Empire, the game music podcast, pretty special one, right? Uh, we interviewed Tommy Talarico, wow. who was on the East Coast with his family, but uh, we we skyped him in, and I've uh, known him for a few years, and he came on, and we talked uh, talked on the virtual telephone about Earthworm Jim, <laughs> about video games live, about. He had some great stories about like working on game music in the '90s and like putting together video games live, and how he retained the rights to all his music, and uh, how he lit- met, uh, literally met R2D2 for real. Ooh, what? Uh, and I'll leave that for you to listen to Whoa, the episode to understand, that. like the actual, as real as R2D2 can be. He that has, awesome. he has met this thing.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah. we'll also speak. Well, uh, say that you real quick. I also wanted to say, speaking of Brett and me. And also, Chris, we did a commentary for the patrons on uh, the classic, have yourself a merry... A Morlock, uh, little X-mas. A Morlock Little x Morlock Little x men yes.
1: The, x, the X-Men <laughs> animated series Christmas episode that I mm-hmm. did a thing on for Cartoon Christmas five years ago. Hmm. But we finally watched it did commentary. For the $10 or $5? $10. $10.
0: on $10. the same level as the, the wrestling uh, bi-weekly game. wrestling yes. commentaries The Dave is it will be one of
2: those next week. Alongside a uh, TLC episode of
0: Cheap Popcast. It's episode number 64, so there'll Ooh. be some uh, video gaming stuff oh, on boy. there. I, oh. I cannot wait. Uh, also, yeah, the other thing I just wanted to confirm about Tommy Tallarico, one of the coolest things I ever saw him do, do which was he introduced Akira Yamaoka to play the, his, uh, the Silent Hill soundtrack live, which he had never gotten the chance right. to do before. The like Lara, he'd, I imagine. Yeah, he'd, he'd just been locked up you know, right, in, in a know. room, in an office his, his whole life. wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. But that he got to, that it was just such a treat to see, you can see it on Yamaoka's face. He's yeah. like, I get to perform for people who know who I am and yeah. appreciate my well, music. Well, that's
1: happening a lot now. I, yeah. Again, I, I've been helping Bravewave lately, uh, just behind the scenes on a few things, and the more these musicians these composers from japan find out like wait people like this they have no clue like a lot wow. some of the big ones like yoko Shimomura or yuzoku shiro like they know because they were allowed to like make names for themselves or whatever but a lot of these people like they just had no clue mm-hmm. and that's great it's great to let they finally find out oh that's awesome
0: well all right but anyway that's it for this week's episode when until next time excelsior excelsior